Hello and welcome to another episode of the weekly VM Campos comic book club. I'm your host VM Campos. This is the podcast where I answer what am I reading this week? This week I've got The Man of Steel number one by DC Comics. Well, first of all, welcome to the new year. We're in 2018. I'm going to start off this year of podcasts with a number one issue. It's a pretty special one. As I said, The Man of Steel number one. This is from 1986 and was a six-part miniseries. The comic event of the century, it proclaims on the cover. This miniseries launched a new Superman title in the 80s. This six-part series was a reintroduction to the character of Superman. If you had never heard of him in the 50 years that he was around, this series would get you up to speed. And now, 30 years after that, Superman is 80 years old. What more is there to say about a character who has become a part of global culture? It was interesting to read this first issue of this book to get another perspective on the familiar character. But before that, the creative team. John Byrne, writer and penciler. Dick Giordano, inker. Tom Zuiko, colorist. John Costanza, letterer, and Andy Helfer, editor. So there was much ado about this issue. There is an editorial at the beginning of the book by Giordano, and then another one by Byrne at the end. How they came across Superman, what Superman meant to them, and the big opportunity to create a new Superman title. What's special about this book, not only is it a six-part miniseries ushering in another Superman title, not only is it the retelling of the origin of the character, but this is the first comic book to have a variant cover. I recently picked up the six-part series, the original comics, plus the variant. Nowadays in comics, just about every book has a variant cover, whether it's a sketch, a cosplay version, a store variant, etc. Well, at one point it was not common at all. And this comic was the first one to start the trend in 1986. The regular cover follows the motif that all six issues have, in that there is a main character, plus some sort of background of a scene of the comic, plus a white edge on the right. All six issues follow this sort of template. Number one also has a variant, which has a close-up of Superman, or Clark Kent, opening up his suit to reveal the iconic S. The title of the book is also in metallic ink and proclaims Special Collector's Edition. Interestingly, both of these were 75 cents, whereas nowadays many of the variants are a few dollars more expensive, or a few dozen dollars more expensive. It's fascinating to look at the first variant cover, The Man of Steel number one and how restrained it was. The actual story is probably nothing new that you didn't know about the Superman mythos. There is the retelling of the doomed Krypton and how at one point Kryptonians were a lot like Earthlings. Superman's father is adamant in sending the child away, while his mother is a lot less on board with that idea. She can't stand the savagery of humanity. After observing the Earthlings for a moment, she screams, That savage! He bears his naked flesh, his hairy flesh, 
bears it to the air. He touches unprocessed soil. Oh, Jor-El, what kind of hell do you seek to send our child into? He replies, not a hell, Lara, for him at least more of a heaven, for the planet called Earth orbits a yellow sun. Exposed to the radiation of that star, his Kryptonian cells will become living solar batteries, making him grow even more powerful. So again, this is nothing you don't really know from constant movie reboots or comic book lore. But think again, this is from 1986, 50 years after the, after the introduction of Superman, decades after the radio serials, the TV, the cartoons, the movie with Christopher Reeves. This is Superman for another generation, hearkening back to the past, looking to the future. The editorials keep mentioning that they want to update Superman for the 80s. I guess one thing that stands out that would make it a bit more 80s is uh, just being a little bit explicit over here after the, the Kents find uh, baby Clark uh, in the field. There's a panel that explains how the Kents came up across the baby. It was the worst storm of the century and we didn't get back into Smallville for five months. And when we did, why Martha just plainly announced our new family member as our own natural child. We'd been trying for eight years to have a baby of our own, and after two miscarriages and one stillbirth, our friends were just thrilled as could be to meet little Clark Kent. There are a couple of like mystery shots in the book when the craft is leaving Krypton. It does seem like some sort of beam scans the craft for a moment. I haven't read the next couple of issues, but I bet that comes back more ominously after Pa Kent finally reveals to Clark his true origins is a mysterious figure in the shadows observing it after they leave. So basically the origin is recounted in this book and wouldn't you know it Ma Kent herself sewed Superman's clothing. Final glorious panel not to worry Ma the whole thing works just fine it's got exactly the symbolic look I wanted so from now on Whenever there are people who need my very special kind of help, it won't be a job for plain, ordinary Clark Kent. It'll be a job for Superman. Next issue, the story of the century, in two weeks. So again, this was a six-part series that was being published every two weeks in the summer of 86. Previews of the covers of all six show Superman on the cover, Lois Lane on number two, Batman on number three, Lex Luthor number four, Bizarro number five, and Lana Lang in number six. So to start off a new year of podcasts, this week I read The Man of Steel number one from DC Comics. This has been the weekly VM Campos comic book club. See you next week.